0: This is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before.
1: Welcome to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. Today, Andy, we're so fortunate that we have a very interesting gentleman who is running for Congress in the state of California, James Bradley.
0: James, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Doctor. It's an honor to be with you today.
0: You're amongst friends, I can tell you. I can give you that reassurance from the outset. Fascinating circumstances currently in California. I'm sure you're very well aware of what's going on. It's Orange County. Is it Orange County?
2: I'm actually running in the District 33, which is the most affluent district in the entire state, if not the country. And that's being currently uh, held by Tenacious. I wouldn't even call it Tenacious. They call him uh, Troll Ted, Ted Lou. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yes, I, I've seen him in, in doing battle not terribly well with uh, with Candace Owens. So we have a, a big support down there. I remember going down uh, with taking Vax down Southern California, huge support, huge turnout. So I just got a feeling that with everything else that's going on now, your chances must be better than ever, uh, given your position, particularly on health freedom. So I'd love to talk to you about that. but. Um, I think as as an opener, Laurie's got a few questions for you.
1: I do. Uh, Thank you, Andy. I would just love to know, and lovely Ted, troll Ted, was actually my congressman when I was in California, and I'd love to know why you're running against him,
2: James. Uh, Well, first off, let me say, you're, you're familiar with the term make America great again. My mission is to make America godly again. And my district is a bright example of how you ruin the city if you act without God. Because I am a Christian. The incumbent Ted Lu, the Democrat, he acts, or rather in acts, as an agent for the radical left. And so now, I, mind you, I want to create a bridge between left and right. I'm the more sensible candidate of those that are probably running today. But uh, Ted Lieu. What, what he's done in the last three terms now, he, he attacks Trump, he mm. whitewashes the communist China, he speaks to the Muslim Brotherhood in care, he's turned his back on us. We've turned into the largest dump of homelessness in the entire nation. We're well over 64,000 homeless, and 4,000 of them are what are my brothers and sister veterans, which we'll <sighs> talk about. In the district, it's a very affluent district. It, go, it stems from Malibu, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, Torrance. And unfortunately, it's turned into an endless encampment for the homeless. Now, the veterans, these brothers and sisters I serve along with, who risked their lives for our country, are now living on the streets. Mm-hmm. Being displaced, it's displaced from a parcel of land adjacent to the LAVA center that used to house over 5,000. Now they're down to 125. 125 now. Also, we're going to talk about LAPD and how their hands are tied and when they they feel threatened by the anarchists and the and the looters. So yeah, we have a lot to talk about. And some of the solutions I'm gonna do. I have four pillars. It's based on safety and liberty. Safety and liberty in my program. And one number one is empowering the police. And we need to do some, we do need training. Instead mm. of defunding the police, we need to bring them more additional resources so they can do the job more effectively. The other is housing the homeless. I have a great plan for that, and near and dear to my heart is health freedom. I'm personally affected by this. The vaccines that have been mandated pushed on our children unknowingly, the parents comply with the physicians, the CDC, so you can tell by the how I raise my voice because My family's been affected and also parental control and education, we're losing our control as parents and education is one of the many that they're uh, attacking right now as we speak.
1: Did this happen seemingly overnight, James? Because it seems, I remember in 2015 when SB277, the mandatory vaccine bill was introduced and I was at an event at MiraCosta High School in Manhattan Beach with Ted, with Ben Allen, and they were full force all in on SB277 and mandatory vaccines for the children of California. That was the beginning of the warning sign. Mm -hmm. Things seem to have gotten so much worse since then. And of course, on a national scale, we see health freedom has rolled out in, in replica of SB 277 in various states, but also now is hanging over the heads of Americans with the threat of a potential federal mandate, which we're hoping President Trump is going to stand up against. But did this happen slowly? Is this a boiled frog situation or did it sort of happen overnight?
2: It's a boiled frog, you're right. Uh, 276 as well as 277, uh, when they remove the ability for our parents to get uh, medical waivers as well as religious waivers, that's when I saw the writing on the wall. But that's what kind of perked my ears and in interest in this thing that this is government overreach. But now, with their, I believe Congress is trying to push into a bill H6666, which would require everyone to be vaccinated. And also, they can go into your home and they can, if it's a small child, they can remove that child from your home. So that's how government is now intrusive in our lives, but to the point where we don't have any rights as parents any longer.
1: Are they really calling it H6666? They are. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Are you kidding me? That is just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> if you put it in a script, Andy, you wouldn't believe it. You would say, oh, no, that's, that's, that's too cliche, that's right?
0: For sure. That's for sure. I've got to believe that you've got a better chance of winning than... Ever before, I mean, I think that the gauging the temperature of people's feelings about this in California and elsewhere, but California in particular, someone standing on this issue alone, on health freedom alone, mm-hmm. in addition to all of the other things that you 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 stand for, but this issue alone, so many people have become single issue voters, and I think that you you must stand a very very good chance. I mean, we. In the course of making the latest movie, we spent a lot of time in California, not only filming but fundraising and meeting with people. And so many people are leaving; they simply have had enough, whatever their historical political affiliations. They are, and these are high earners. These are the taxpayers. These are the people that California can least afford to lose. And they are just they are just upping stumps and going. They are leaving. California, uh, to go anywhere to get away from these mandates. That's very alarming. Is this something? Have you witnessed this yourself? I have, doctor. In fact, it's, it's shocking
2: to see those high earners and those that have uh, held several generations wanting to leave what their, their, their parents and their grandparents built for the, uh, over their lives. But yes, we're seeing a mass exodus as we speak. It's shocking to see, but they're, they're, they're saying enough. We're, we're done with this. And I have to compliment you on that phenomenal movie. I just w- finished watching The Act. Oh,
0: oh my thank Lord. you. I'm so yeah. glad.
2: Oh, I wish, honestly, I wish this was out when I was making medical decisions for my daughter. I really do.
0: Was there any elements, the most important things that you, you weren't aware of or didn't know that, or that may reinforce you or help define your position on health freedom going forward?
2: Oh well, I, I've been in medicine for over 30 years, and to know that there's there's immunity, I was shocked because in the medical community, when you go through FDA trials, you have double-blind studies, you have uh, efficacy, you go through all this, these hoops to get a drug approved, but yet this somehow escaped that process. I believe to defend President Reagan when he signed the act, I think he was deceived. He was basically coerced into signing it because the the, uh, drug company said "You will sign this or else we'll go out of business. And that's another level of discussion, which of course would be
0: uh, traumatic for our our country. So he was deceived. Yes, blackmailed and deceived. You're absolutely right.
1: You've been listening to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. To continue the conversation, go to 1986theact.com slash membership, where for $5 a month, you can subscribe and access the Andy Wakefield podcast in its entirety and much more.